Good afternoon, and welcome to SPAC Insider's live webinar to discuss the business combination of Forest Road Acquisition Corporation with the Beachbody Company and MyX Fitness Holdings. I'm Eric Wyden, the SPAC Insider, and in a few moments, the management teams of both Forest Road and Beachbody will give a brief presentation, which will be followed by a Q&A session. Today, we have joining us Carl Deichler, co-founder, chairman, and CEO of Beachbody, Tom Staggs, director of Forest Road, and Sue Collins, president and CFO of Beachbody. You can submit questions at any time by clicking the Q&A button at the bottom of your Zoom window. With that, I will now hand it over to Tom to begin. Tom? Thanks very much, Eric. I'm happy to be here with you today to share what has excited us about Beachbody, and I appreciate you taking the time to, uh, to talk with us about the company today. So I just want to set things up a little bit and then quickly turn it over to Carl to tell you more about the business. Um, but what, what really attracted us here is that the, it, Beachbody is a leading subscription health and wellness business. And as such, they are a company that's positioned extraordinarily well to capitalize on a significant set of market tailwinds. Um, first of all, understand the fitness and nutrition market is, has, is a massive one and a growing uh, addressable market. And we love that aspect of it. But also Beachbody, because of how they're positioned, they really sit at the center of what we see as three powerful mega trends in the business. Uh, and all of them should be pretty familiar to you all. First of all, digital subscriptions. We all live our lives around screens now, and we've seen the growth of digital subscriptions. That's been amplified by the pandemic. But, it, but in fact, all that did was accelerate some trends that were already uh, abundantly clear in the marketplace. Um, given their uh, established subscription base, they're really well poised to take advantage of this continuing trend well into the future. The second one is this uh, connected fitness um, business where people are seeing, looking for really convenient solutions, uh, products. Peloton is the most uh, well-known example, but products that really fit their lifestyles and provide them with um, the convenient uh, connected fitness solution that they're looking for. And then finally, the growing demand for consumer health and wellness. Um, this is uh, across demographics, we're seeing greater and greater interest in uh, health and wellness uh, and uh, personal health and wellness. And, and that means that this business is going to be fueled from that angle as well for years to come. So um, the, the second thing we really like about this that this is a strong and proven business model. These are well-established well company and they have a great leadership team. Um, they're, they're on track to do more than a billion dollars in revenue this year. They have more than 3 million subscribers already. And importantly, this company is a 22 year track record of profitable growth. They're founder led and you're gonna meet Carl Deichler here today. Um, but collectively, uh, they've got people that have been with them um, throughout the journey so they, they have great experience in creating premium intellectual property, acquiring customers, and driving customer lifetime revenue. Uh, so, and I, I think they also have really strong organic growth potential, given the trends that I talked to you about. The company's got a multi-platform model. It's built around three branded entry points that drive subscriptions across content, across nutrition, and across this connected fitness equipment. Um, and you'll hear more about that. So that's multiple doors through which people can enter the Beachbody ecosystem. So that gives them a, a huge opportunity for monetization. Um, my partner, Kevin Mayer, and I are particularly excited about that, given the experience. We spent the bulk of our career at the Walt Disney Company, focused on premium content and IP. That's what this company has in, in, uh, in quantity and high quality products that they can use to sell through the ecosystem. So with the proceeds of this transaction, the company's poised to supercharge their growth. Uh, they're going to accelerate their marketing spend for customer acquisition. They're going to look at international expansion. Today, they're, they're really about 99% uh, United States and Canada. Um, and uh, with this public currency, they're also going to, I think, see um, a, a lot of uh, M&A opportunities. And they'll be opportunistic about that. It's a highly fragmented health and wellness market. There are a number of opportunities out there, and, and as a public company, they're going to be extremely well poised to take advantage of those opportunities. Um, it's important for you to know that, that Carl Deichler, who you hear from, isn't selling any shares in this transaction. He's all in, um, and we really love that. A founder-led company where the founder is all in and committed 
to the to the success of the company is really a recipe for success for shareholders who go along for the ride. And we're excited to be a part of that. Uh, so we bring all this together. It's an incredible story. And we're really pleased to partner with Carl and uh, and the rest of the team. Um, I should note my, my partner, Kevin Mayer, is going to join the board at Beachbody. So we're in this for the long term. I'm going to be a long-term advisor to the company. Um, so what I want to do now is turn this over to Carl to talk about the incredible business he's built and his vision for the next chapter of growth for this company. Carl? Yep. Thanks, Tom. All right. <clears throat> Eric, if you'd skip ahead two slides, just we'll, to give people a sense of the objective. Uh, one more slide, please. Um, you know, this business has been around for 22 years. And while there's, you know, there's a lot of talk about SPACs these days and, and companies going public with SPACs. And at the end of the day, what matters is, I think, from an investment perspective, is the substance of the business. And we've got a 22-year track record of helping people achieve their goals to lead healthy, fulfilling lives. That was the premise that John Congdon and I founded this company on. Uh, and that's why it exists today. In fact, uh, yesterday we celebrated the anniversary of our very first order back in 1999. And since then, we've refined the art of helping people get started with fitness and nutrition, not just fitness, but fitness and nutrition. And that's why it's such a now, that's why I'm not taking any money off the table, because it's a great bet to be able to help the 150 million people in North America who are still overweight or obese and have, you know, been dealt with the consequences of a lockdown for a year and gained weight. And now we have this very affordable, efficient and proven model with in-home fitness and meal planning and supplements to help people get started. And we've transitioned from VHS to DVD and now this streaming subscription model, which is not just uh, exceptionally an exceptional value for the customer, but also um, an incredible business model because we get that recurring revenue and that recurring revenue exists both in digital subscriptions and nutritional subscriptions. And because of that, because of the affordability of uh, our product offering over the years, um, we've found ourselves in a very large addressable market. In fact, let's go to the next slide, if you will, Eric. Um, the opportunity that we've got is so meaningful. Uh, and we are, or Beachbody is uniquely positioned to capitalize on this the tailwinds of millions of people experiencing that in-home fitness is actually a legitimate way to work out and still feel community uh, based on the ecosystem uh, that Beachbody has created um, just in the living room or in the spare bedroom or in the garage or wherever somebody works out. Um, and the fitness and nutrition market is not only massive, it's actually growing, uh, but there's no clear brand leader. And certainly uh, we uh, have a great deal of respect for what Peloton has done in this space. Um, but the at-home fitness streaming business is expected to grow from $6 billion in 2019 to almost $60 billion by 2027. And as a leading subscription health and wellness business, we are in a great position with our massive library of content uh, and huge ecosystem of subscribers to be able to take advantage of our tenure in this space and our experience in this space and now expand it, particularly with the access to capital afforded to us through this SPAC transaction. And the good news is those tailwinds that we've encountered over the course of the last 12 months or so, um, they're not going away. It's, it's really the new reality. Uh, in fact, let's go to the next slide, Eric. We've seen data that uh, really proves out the fact that um, People, you know, similar to what's happening in the movie industry, I think that uh, people just, you know, they want to be entertained, whether it's at a movie theater or at home, but they're certainly going to consume a lot more entertainment if, if it's right at home. Same thing goes for fitness. Now that people know that you can get a great workout at home and tons of variety on the Beachbody On Demand and OpenFit platforms, two platforms that we operate, um, that this hybrid model of working out at the gym for the social experience complements an overall wellness strategy and subscription strategy that a person can get their sort of fundamental of well-being at home. And if you look at the far right there, there's a Wakefield study that shows that 87% of the people surveyed um, who already 
um, or will feel comfortable returning to the gym are still going to keep their at-home workouts as part of their fitness routine. And that's really uh, important. So, you know, we're not looking at this business. The reason I'm not selling a share is I believe this is a growth opportunity, not something that is in contraction. And that's certainly what we're seeing in the behavior of our customers and prospects. Uh, next slide, please, Eric. Just to give you a sense of how Beachbody is constructed and particularly how we will be uh, focused out uh, coming through this SPAC transaction. We're known for our content. That's where the digital subscriptions come from. People know P90X, Insanity, 21 Day Six, 21 Day Fix, Morning Meltdown 100, and so on. That content creates the digital subscription. That's Think of it as the Netflix of fitness. But people who come in, they want to achieve certain results. And our goal, remember, help people achieve their goals to lead healthy, fulfilling lives. Um, nutrition has to play a component of that. Uh, we also have digital subscriptions around our meal planning and we give people additional value by bundling those subscriptions, those digital subscriptions, again, the Netflix part, with nutritional subscriptions. So we have, like I have my daily shake, drinking it right now, Shakeology, and uh, we have a complement of uh, uh, supplements that help people achieve their goals, uh, which has been a very strong component of revenue since we started the company. But What's so exciting for us is we have intended to bring the genre of indoor cycling into the ecosystem for years. Uh, certainly Peloton has left lots of clues in terms of the value and, and prospect of helping people with um, this sensation of indoor cycling that was made so popular by spinning and soul cycle. Uh, well, we found this company Mix Fitness and they've got an incredible approach to indoor cycling that makes it a little bit less intimidating. Uh, they, they, they've got a, a commercial grade bike that has actually been sold into um, thousands of gyms uh, uh, across the country and in fact, across the world, tens of thousands of bikes out there. So, you know, it's a high quality bike with all the right adjustments so that it's physiologically right for the consumer. But Mix and now Beachbody will have the exclusive right to sell that bike into uh, or direct to consumer. And they sold 27,000 of these bikes in uh, their first year uh, in business in 2020. Uh, we're expecting them to do uh, close to $100 million in sales in 2021. So now we've got this full component, digital subscriptions, leverage content to uh, help people make a decision to transform their lifestyle, plus nutrition subscriptions, and then bring in the bike for the additional revenue complement and to help people give them the screen that will be the health and fitness screen in the household, which also swivels so people can do the workouts on off the bike. And interesting footnote, that bike costs $600 less than a Peloton bike, uh, although it's commercial grade. So we think that it's a the, the Peloton for the masses or the 99%, if you will. But we're starting with an incredible... Uh, foundation. Next slide, please, Eric, if you will. Uh, we're, we're not a startup. As I said, we've been in the business for 20 years. And I think this is the signature of a strong value opportunity uh, as SPACs go. We'll, we'll have 1.1 million uh, in revenue forecast for 2021. 2.6 million paid subscriptions. That's the largest um, critical mass of paid subscriptions in the health and fitness business. 57% year-over-year digital subscription growth, 180 million workouts streamed last year. Uh, and we're averaging 12 to 15 workouts per subscriber. Um, but on top of that, as I mentioned, nutrition. If people are gonna get results, we have to handle, we have to help them with their nutrition choices. And we've got um, over 400,000 nutrition subscriptions, including um, products such as Ladder, which is a, business that we acquired from LeBron James and Arnold Schwarzenegger and their associates to uh, complement our second platform called OpenFit. And now we've got LeBron James and Arnold Schwarzenegger as shareholders in the business, helping us create content that again, will facilitate digital subscriptions combined with the latter supplements. So it's a really strong, uh, uh, sturdy foundation from which to propel our growth. And that growth is going to be in the expansion of uh, the subscription business. So let's look at the next slide. Um, this is our revenue base at the moment. We've got a large, diverse revenue base, significant recurring revenue streams driven by content, nutrition, and then 
uh, with this transaction equipment subscriptions. And importantly, 75% of the sales are generated through subscriptions, which means high quality, predictable, recurring revenue streams. That's a good investment. And for 2021, we expect about half the revenue will be from nutrition subscriptions, 40% from digital subscriptions. That would be Beachbody On Demand, our one platform, and OpenFit, our other digital subscription platform, which just got started about a year ago. Um, and both of those will have an association with the Mix Connected Fitness in-home studio. And 10% of our revenue will come from the sales of that uh, connected fitness equipment itself. So um, uh, next slide, please, Eric. Uh, this, this will be the first time in our history, in our 22-year history, that we've got access to significant capital. Uh, and again, uh, you know, I want to stress the point that I'm very proud that over 20 years, we've been able to finance this business like a business where profit and free cash flow and careful, um, thoughtful capital allocation has been a discipline that has helped us run this business with only two years of negative EBITDA since we started the business. But now we will have both uh, the public currency, public stock currency, and access to capital to be able to drive this incredible catalog of content that we've built and this business model of marketing direct to consumer and working with um, our customers who become affiliates for us, turning their Instagram and Facebook and social media followings into basically a megaphone for healthy lifestyle transformation. And we'll be able to expand that with significant investment in um, the underpinnings of what has made this business great, including increased investment, investment in customer acquisition, including for the first time in our history, uh, brand marketing. I, I'll, I'll never forget when we were meeting with FRX, uh, Tom and, and Kevin Mayer uh, said, you guys are the best kept Secret and fitness, which is, a, I guess, a backhanded compliment. But as a marketing guy, I, I never feel good about that. Well, now we're, we're going to have the access to the capital and make sure that people understand uh, the, the nature and the value of the Beachbody brand, the OpenFit brand, the Mix brand. Uh, likewise, we'll acceler accelerate our international expansion. Uh, right now, we're 99% um, North America, and we'll be able to bring our content and new content and the mixed bike to international markets, again, in a uh, methodical, careful uh, way that pays good attention to free cash flow at the same time that we're taking advantage of these tailwinds and the expansion of the in-home fitness boom. Uh, likewise, we'll be making some investments in tech and supply chain enhancements to give us more de uh, faster development of certain nutritional and, and other product uh, development enhancements, some of which we'll be announcing in the next uh, 10 days or so. Um, finally, there are opportunistic M&A uh, uh, opportunities for us that we uh, will take advantage of. Obviously, Mix is a good example of that, where there are products out there that are under-distributed, but once you plug those products, great products, into an ecosystem of 2.6 million subscriptions, You've basically, you've basically got the ability to expand share of wallet to a large, devoted, and loyal crowd of people who understand and trust that the brand wants to help them achieve their goals and lead healthy, fulfilling lives. And again, that is the foundation on which we're built, the premise for the business. That's what drives me as an entrepreneur and why uh, I'm going to continue my role. I think I'm going to own something like 40% of the business still even after this transaction. Uh, so I'm aligned with uh, the investor's interest to make sure that we continue to deliver on that goal and uh, and also deliver a great return to our investors. But I'd like to turn it over to our CFO and President Sue Collins to walk through um, the uh, key revenue drivers of the business, uh, and then hopefully we can get to some questions. Thanks so much, Carl. Eric, would you mind going to the next slide? Because uh, I think I'd like to take people through how we think about revenue. And we have a very We've always had a very disciplined process around a five-year planning model, um, as well as the shift to digital that we commenced about five years ago. Um, and the way that we think about revenue is basically broken up into these three components here, connected fitness, digital subs, and then nutrition and other. So just to take you through each of the sum of the parts here, the first component here is the, is the connected fitness, and that's really the equipment hardware. 
So the products are the mixed bike you see on the left-hand side, and then the mixed plus on the right-hand side, which has an additional foam roller, a mat, as well as weights for a home studio, if you will. Um, and the revenue drivers here are bikes uh, at an average sales price of about $12.99 for the mix and $14.99 for the Mix Plus, which is fantastic value given that it's a commercial grade um, piece of equipment and home studio. Um, and sort of, as I said, the Peloton for the 99%. Moving on to digital strip uh, subscriptions, which is that blue strip there. The component driver of digital sub revenue here is subscription fees, no surprise. And the product platforms that customers subscribe to that we currently have a Beachbody or BOD, um, OpenFit, and then the mixed subscriptions, as well as a CRM platform that we developed about a decade ago. And that CRM platform um, is actually where our micro-influencers subscribe to. As Carl said, we have about 400,000 of them, about 85% of them subscribe to this um, KPI dashboard, uh, CMS tool that also has business reporting tools, which integrates with our e-commerce platform. Um, the subscription prices are BOD and OpenFit. Most of them are annual, and that's about $99, and the CRM subscription price is about $16 a month. Um, that last component of revenue relates to nutrition and other, which is that orange strip. And the components here are nutrition subscriptions, as well as non-supplement items. Um, but those are items like seasonal uh, flavors of Shakeology, like pumpkin spice for the holiday season, or things like bands or steps and apparel and others, other accessories. Um, so move, now that we've sort of gone through the components of revenue, Eric, if you move ahead to the next slide, I'd like to take you through the five-year growth projections, uh, which are 30% CAGR, growing from $900 million of revenue in 2020 to $3.3 billion by 2025, and basically explain the, the steps that we have reviewed to get there and the assumptions. Um, that initial red tower obviously shows the 2020 ending position of uh, 900 million of gap revenue with 3 million total subs, so 2.6 million digital and 400,000 nutritional. And that first step, um, that first red tower really ref is, relates to $400 million of revenue that we know we can grow based on our historical media investment. Uh, and by that, I mean, if you took the last three years of media investment, 2018, 2019, 2020, and you averaged that, um, we know that we would drive revenue of about $400 million over a five-year period. Uh, that's about a, an 8% CAGR. And we feel confident about delivering that because if I just look at our results over the past decade, we've achieved a 9% CAGR and actually a bit more than $400 million. So we feel good about that first step. Uh, the second part of the bridge there relates to an increase in media investment that we intend to make as a result of the use of proceeds uh, that we'll have. And we intend to spend about 2.1 times more than that baseline media spend in under the first bridge of one. Um, and that'll contribute around $900 million of revenue over the five-year interval. The third step relates to international growth. Um, as Carl said, today we're basically 99% in North America. Um, and we have a roadmap that includes expansion into Germany, Mexico, Colombia, Australia, Italy, Malaysia, the Netherlands, uh, Korea, Thailand, and China. And uh, Tom and Kevin's help actually from their Disney experience will be particularly helpful to us here, but we feel... Uh, confident in executing on that roadmap and contributing $300 million of revenue over the five-year period. And the last step, um, part of the bridge, relates to mix and executing on an expansion that would take us from selling around 27,500 bikes last year to approximately 400,000 by 2025. And what's interesting about that um, growth from 27,500 bikes to 400,000 is the connected fitness subscriptions that we expect to generate from that will be about 610,000, which represents around 37% of where Peloton was as of December last year. So just as a point of reference, I think that's interesting context um, to show that we've been you know, rather modest in those projections. Um, and that gets us to the 3.3 billion of revenue by 2025. And the last Part of the bridge relates to, I guess, what I call out-of-model opportunities. Uh, we have not included in the five-year projections any price increases. Um, we haven't included any increases for 
expanding open fit or mix internationally, nor have we increased any attachment rates um, between digital and nutritional offerings. And um, I guess opportunistic M&A would also be another upside to the extent that we move down a path of buy versus building um, acquisition ourselves. That could also be an accelerator to driving revenue. If uh, we move on to the next slide, I think it summarizes the high notes associated with the transaction. So I'd be happy to take you through sort of the, a couple of key takeaways. Um, the first is that I think you probably know that we have an enterprise value of about $3 billion um, and Beachbody is merging with FRX and Mix to accomplish that goal. Um, in terms of the sources and uses of funds, you can see FRX has about $300 million of cash in trust. Uh, we also raised a pipe of uh, $225 million in January, and I'm happy to say that that was more than two times oversubscribed and led by notables such as Fidelity, Fertitta, um, and others. Um, we have no debt, and uh, after distributing $38 million of secondary proceeds for mixed shareholders and $63 million for deal-related expenses, we'll have about $424 million of cash on the balance sheet, which will be a very strong marketing um, and M&A war chest that, again, we haven't had the benefit of before, so we're looking forward to that. Um, I guess the final key data point here is the pie chart on the right-hand side, and I would just draw your attention to the fact that the co-founders will own about 48% of the business after the transaction's been consummated and don't intend to sell. Um, so I know there was a question, uh, by the way, just in terms of expected close. And uh, we do expect the transaction to close this quarter. And the combined company will be listed on the New York Stock Exchange under the ticker body, B-O-D-Y. Um, so FRX will become body, B-O-D-Y. Thanks. Thanks, Eric. Awesome. So before we uh, open it for Q&A, I just want to say that, that you know, it, it's, it's, I live in the future. So I'm dealing with product development and, and things that we'll be talking about. We have a, some product announcements coming on uh, May 19th that are, that are exciting. And, uh, but it's all based in this mission of what's uh, to, to fill the void of what's missing in health and fitness to supply the solution that the masses need. And we've got this expertise, which transitioned from DVDs into digital subscriptions, um, which is a true renaissance. And it's something that we always expected. I wouldn't have expected a pandemic to have unlocked this opportunity. But, um, you know, now people see that in-home fitness and nutrition is legitimate. Um, and over time, we've created something unique, this subscription-based health and wellness business that bundles content, nutrition, and now equipment really does provide a complete solution for people. And it creates community um, through this social commerce engine of 400,000 people who celebrate every time we bring new content into the market. And over the past 22 years, we've brought some of the most memorable content to the market. And we're going to continue to do that. Um, and particularly aided by the the fact that for the first time in the company's history, we have such incredible visibility into what the subscribers want um, because of this connection that we now have with them. So I'm looking ahead to an opportunity for us to even be greater, to continue our track record of uh, courageous innovation and to raise the standard of what video on demand and live fitness can mean in the household. So uh, now I'd like to take the opportunity to answer any questions that you might have and, uh, and help you further understand why this is a, a incredible opportunity for all of us. Great. Thank you all very much for the presentation. We're now moving to the Q and a portion of the webinar. I would like to remind all of our viewers, you can submit your question if you haven't already by clicking the Q and a button at the bottom of your zoom window. With that, let's begin the Q and a. So clearly uh, COVID has disrupted fitness. Um, was curious about the stickiness of some of these subscriptions, and then also what gives you confidence that pandemic-driven change in consumer behavior is not fleeting? 
Um, and I don't know if you want to just uh, stop sharing now that we're in the questions um, so that we can be bigger faces. But uh, as I said, you know, the, the, the research and trends that we're seeing are that, that in-home fitness is absolutely here to stay. And, and, uh, and, but that is really serving a segment of the market that transitioned from uh, gyms, like these tailwinds happened when, when people were locked out of gyms and all of a sudden you had 62 million people that, you know, that, that's the number of gym memberships in North America, I believe, or US, uh, who needed to find another alternative. So all of a sudden you've got fitness people uh, choosing Beachbody products and others to do at home and, and talking about it online and, and, and expressing their gratitude. And then there's this 150 million people in North America who didn't do anything, who have yet to take action. And now they're seeing the fitness people legitimizing in-home fitness. And we are, and, and this is where Beachbody has been uh, so successful, um, where people told us nobody would do extreme in-home fitness with a program called Insanity or P90X, which is Power 90 Extreme. Like, how is that marketable? And that, that but it was quite, it became aspirational to people who had no desire to go to the gym in the first place. And now we're embracing in-home fitness. And thanks to the pandemic, quite frankly, we see more people embracing that. And what Beachbody does is continue to iterate on content creation. For, for instance, we just launched a, a dance program, easy to follow dance program called Let's Get Up. Prior to that, we had a program called Control Freak, which used a uh, resistance band that attaches to the door to get like this incredible uh, full body workout for less than $200 all in, including the supplements required to that. So the, the cost coefficient, they, it's so cost effective for people to get true, meaningful results that it's our job just to take advantage of the fact that there are more people who gained 30 to 50 pounds in that pandemic who are, they're not the trends, the people who are going to go back to the gyms. They're the people who are just looking for some solution that's holistic to get them results. That's where we apply these marketing dollars. That's where we apply our data and analytics. That's where we apply our marketing expertise. And, and we, we intend to continue the track record that we've built for 20 years of bringing non-fitness people into a health and fitness environment. Great. Thank you. So how does Beachbody's consumer acquisition strategy for digital workouts compare to its peers? And to what extent can it leverage its existing user base? Um, well, I'll start with the latter. Uh, the, the existing user base is our most coveted uh, and, and the thing we're the most grateful for, 2.6 million subscriptions. Um, that gives us a, uh, th this is the audience that we need to serve. So when we come out with new content like Let's Get Up or Control Freak or 30 Day Breakaway, a 5K training program, um, we are catering to the existing subscriber base. Also, when we come out with new supplements, like we just launched a program called Focused Energy Bevy, which is an afternoon refreshing drink um, that, uh, that exceeded our original forecast. I think we launched it in, in April. And, um, and it's the existing subscription base that goes, oh, I'd like an alternative to coffee. I'll have a healthy uh, energy drink for the afternoon. But again, our marketing skills are only getting better. You know, we used to be an infomercial company and that was a very productive thing for us, but now it's proliferated into social media and search. And we've got a world-class team from some of the biggest brands and direct marketers in the world that have now coalesced to help us um, fill this vacancy, which is shocking that there is no brand leader in health and fitness. And we have the opportunity to occupy that space with this brand marketing at the top of the funnel and world-class performance marketing at the hands of people who've marketed for Zulily and Amazon and Thrive Markets and work for Disney in data and analytics, using all this uh, sophisticated attribution of orders and revenue and uh, cohort assessment 
to only improve the relationship of our cost of acquisition and lifetime revenue, which is the basis for which the business has been run since we started it. So it's, it's an expansion of the business model that we've proven over time. We're not going out there experimenting on the investor's dollars. We are expanding a business model, a subscription base that is proven. And uh, that, that's what's so exciting about this moment in time is we're at the horizon of a massive disruption of an industry that's looking for a brand leader. And we intend to be that. Great. Thank you. So I wanted to ask about a, um, a possible criticism of the business model where uh, some would say it might um, mimic an MLM strategy was wondering if, um, if we could respond to this and uh, get some more color on the marketing techniques in general. Yeah, so well, let me start. I'll jump in on this because it's one of the areas that when we did our due diligence on the company, we dove into and, and flagged as a possible area of concern. And um, first of all, I would not describe this as, an, as a multi-level marketing company because one of the key characteristics of those is that they force inventory into the system and, and give the, the burden to sell that inventory um, on a secondary basis to um, their, their multi-level participants. All Beachbody sales are directly to end users, all of them. There is no inventory in the system whatsoever. Um, also, the, there's, there's not, um, you know, onerous, you know, minimum quantities or anything like that that you might see in multiple marketing. In fact, what we found was that this is a really powerful social commerce company. They've got um, over 400,000, well over 400,000 um, influencers, if you will, from micro-influencers to some macro-influencers who um, believe in the product and are, are helping to um, gain subscribers. So it's a powerful uh, part of the equation. And I think um, it's gonna become more so. Those of you that have known the company a long time may have seen that coach network as how they help to sell DVDs, et cetera. Um, now, as, as social media has grown, as social commerce has grown, um, these folks can have persistent connection with their cohorts of uh, uh, Beachbody enthusiasts and, and exercise groups. Um, they, they, it creates more stickiness to the product. It creates more uh, clout from that social commerce group. Um, it's a really highly efficient and effective marketing tool um, for the company. And, and as I said, the sales are all directly to the end users. Um, so think of this as a, a very strong um, and committed sales force that works on behalf of Beachbody because it has worked for them and they demonstrate that. So um, we, we're actually pretty excited about that aspect of the company and its factor in the growth going forward, simply because the, that social commerce, social network um, technology, if you will, has, has become more robust. And yeah, I, I totally agree, uh, Tom. And I appreciate you saying that. I think the thing that people miss with that sort of uh, reflex of uh, MLM is a perception of what old school MLM was, which was very mercenary, right? You never wanted to go to Thanksgiving dinner after you'd just sold a bunch of soap to all your family members. Um, and we had no desire to be in that business. However, what we found was actually happening in our community is that customers were helping customers get results. And there, when they would, somebody loses 80 pounds with P90X and they walk into the room and everybody says, how'd you lose the weight? And they say, I did it with P90X. They create demand. And it's really hard to lose 80 pounds. Now, shame on us if we don't compensate that person and they're for doing that hard work and being a great walking billboard for this company and then helping people get results with these products it would be almost criminal for us not to compensate that user for helping create that demand. We're not expecting them to take, they don't take any inventory. We handle all the logistics. But if somebody does this hard thing of changing their lifestyle, inspiring other people to do the same, and then helps them in a small community or small group get results on this very hard thing of lifestyle change of fitness and nutrition, they deserve to be compensated for it. And that's all we're talking about. A revenue share in exchange for not making a sale, but getting people started and then sticking with it. The relationship transcends the original transaction to actually getting results. 
I don't need any support to use soap. I do need support to work out consistently and to follow my nutrition plan. That's what's so powerful about this social commerce thing, which was really unlocked by the advent of Facebook and Instagram, where people are now sharing with people who are all over the country in other states and other cities, but they are like-minded. So it's not just your neighbors. These are people who are like-minded saying, can somebody please help me stay consistent with this program that you just launched? That's what our coaches do. That's what's so powerful. And that's why they deserve a share of the revenue. Carl mentioned, um, just to, just to elaborate a little bit, Carl mentioned that, that Kevin and I noted that this, this peach body was this great kept secret in, in fitness. Part of that's because it was thought of as this MLM company that was selling nutrition supplements and DVDs. And the fact is that this is a high quality content driven subscription health and wellness company. And, and that's why it resonated with us. We come from the content business. So we understand how premium content, especially created by a company that has an edge in that area, um, can use that to, to really create a flywheel of, uh, of and, this, and if you put that into a subscription-based uh, context, you have a really powerful business model. This is the piece that I think that is not fully understood as yet. It will be over time as Beachbody becomes a public company. So I'm not uh, overly stressed about it, but it's actually why I think this um, this process of going public is a great entry opportunity for investors. It's certainly, we think, one that we plan to be investors in this company for years to come because of what we see, because of the flywheel effect that we see driven by this content, the subscription base that's there, the social commerce engine that they have to help drive this whole thing. Uh, it's a powerful combination. That's why we're excited. And any business model can be abused. That's the thing. Like, commercials or infomercials or revenue sharing with a subscriber base. It can be abused. The question is, is the company built of the substance to serve the customer? And you know, what's the test for that? Is the company still around? You don't exist for 22 years profitably if you're scorching the earth as you're selling the products. That's a company that, that you'll eventually run out of people um, and you'll run out of ideas and you'll be run out of town. <laughs> Uh, we have this 2.6 million subscriber base because people get results and they feel like it's very fair that they get a share in the revenue created by them sharing their results with their audience. And I'm really proud of that. And I'm proud that we are the only opportunity for 150 million people who are still overweight and or looking for their solution that they can actually monetize that if they're willing to help other people do the same. And I'm, I don't run away from that. And I think it's honorable. And uh, I think the smart people will see that part of the investment and go, this is kind of brilliant that the big, the market actually has the opportunity, meaning the, the prospective customer has the opportunity to share in the revenue of this massive untapped TAM our total addressable market, that's a big opportunity. And uh, I think it's going to prove out. You know, people ask us, how do you flip the narrative on this thing? Here's how we flip the narrative. We succeed. And then it's the people who uh, were taking cheap shots at it all along who are going to wish that they uh, had looked a little deeper. Thank you. We are getting a ton of questions. So um, a lot of engagement from the audience today. So, so keep them coming. Um, wanted to talk a little bit about the role of coaches and celebrities in uh, Beachbody strategy going forward. So how does this compare um, with Peloton's instructor model? And how involved are celebrities like LeBron and Arnold um, in content creation at Beachbody? So um, we are very particular about who we uh, will put on the bike or who we put in front of the camera to to create content for us. We call them super trainers. Um, and, you know, everybody knows Tony Horton or Sean T or Autumn Calabrese, Jericho McMatthews. Um, so we're constantly looking for people who have that special it factor, if you will, casting matters, both in terms of the person in front of the camera and the person, the people in the cast, because you create almost like a they become the, the friends cast, if you will, an ensemble that you want to work out with every day. You're plugging in with your friends. And, uh, 
you know, and it is great. That's one of the beautiful things about OpenFit that unfortunately we don't talk about it enough, but OpenFit has the prospect of bringing celebrity friends, if you will, uh, where LeBron and his trainer uh, have an agreement with the company to develop content to uh, appeal to people training for sports. And Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, who's already produced uh, a guided walk for people who are out going for a walk, they want to have a specific outcome from that walk, and they get to have Arnold in their ear coaching them through that walk. Uh, That'll be on the site in the next 30 days or so. Uh, And there's other celebrities that were developing content with, which is a real opportunity for stars and big influencers who don't necessarily want to have to launch their own app and manage their own app, but they'd like a place to express their enthusiasm for creating content on a platform that is well-managed. So uh, we, we expect to continue to expand our roster of celebrity influencers and stars and uh, partnerships like uh, we did this partnership with LA Fitness with OpenFit where the uh, LA Fitness subscriber has the ability to opt into an OpenFit subscription so that they have this hybrid opportunity to work out at LA Fitness or on the OpenFit app. And that deal would not happen if the pandemic was a blip. If the pandemic was just a little window in time and people all go back to the gym, LA Fitness recognizes that they want to serve their members with a holistic solution, including nutrition planning. And uh, so, so we're always looking for the best talent and the type of partnerships uh, and heart that is truly going to be meaningful to people. That It's that connection that Beachbody has I think mastered over the course of two decades that, that makes it feel as personal as possible to communicate through that screen as you're motivating somebody to get great results and uh, stay consistent. Great. Thank you. So um, with the connected fitness piece of the business, um, you have the, the MyX bike, but what's your view on non-bike related products? And is there anything in the pipeline to expand on this business segment? Right now, we're focused on the bike, um, and meaning that as genre of fitness goes, that is a proven category that is extremely popular. And we've literally been looking at it for 15 years and have had extensive conversations. But let me tell you something. When we found Mix and the quality of that bike, here's a, a, just a little bit of the difference. On the Peloton bike, which is a, a fine piece of equipment, but it was really built from the consumer from the consumer market perspective <clears throat> so there are certain let's say corners that they rounded so that people will have a certain distance from the screen for instance so the handlebars don't adjust forward and back which means you better be the right torso length for that to fit you biologically the mix bike was sourced from a company that distributes into the commercial space so all of the adjustments first off aren't plastic the adjustments, the handlebars adjust so that it fits your body and it's sturdy and stable. So when you get on that mixed bike, it doesn't rock. It doesn't shake. It feels like the studio quality bike because that's what it is. Now, we've got to maximize that opportunity because the genre that was created by Spinning and Johnny G and then made famous by Soul Cycle still has room to proliferate into millions of homes. Um, and expansion into more equipment really is not an imperative because it's been our premise since we started the company, gravity's free. If you've got some resistance bands and dumbbells, we with content can give you an incredible workout if you're bringing nutrition to that. That is an incredibly unique and efficient approach that, you know, I, I honestly, I can remember watching Bowflex thrive with a $1,500 piece of equipment. That's why we created P90X. We said, wait, Look at the results they're getting with a $1,500 piece of equipment. We can do that for $120 with P90X. Now, for the same thing you pay for a P90X, we sell our entire 87 program catalog to people for $99 a year. So it's not our desire to continue to make it more expensive for the consumer unless we're unlocking a genre that will appeal to them so that they truly do engage in the product and get results. That's always the end goal, not just proliferation of equipment. Great. Thank you. Um, 
as far as the, the different business segments in general and synergy from all the pieces combined together, um, is there a way to um, pay for one subscription and, and be a part of all three? Or is, has that been a consideration? Or what are some of the synergies that you see um, that um, increases the value of all of the pieces combined um, from the different segments? Well, I think at the base, and sorry, guys, for taking all the answers, um, but uh, you know, at the base of it, the mixed bike will be the only bike where you have the ability to have two different platforms, Beachbody On Demand or OpenFit. So you can choose. And there are, will be you know, nuance between the product offerings there. In terms of finding synergy between those two subscriptions, uh, we believe that uh, our subscription price will be below the $40 per month that Peloton currently charges. Uh, we haven't released that information in terms of what we'll be charging for the subscription, but um, Mix has done quite well at $29.95 a month or $29 a month. And so we're going to stay in that area. Uh, but ultimately, I think that the, the real value that comes with both of our platforms, but let me just talk about Beachbody for a second. When somebody enters the Beachbody ecosystem and they enter through a, with a thing called a challenge pack, they're literally getting... I think it's something like $450 of value from the nutrition plans that we offer and the amount of content that they get um, and the, the direct connectivity and, and support of a coach um, for less than $200. The value, this is unmatched value in the ecosystem, in, in the fitness and wellness ecosystem. And on top of that, rather than sell people food, for instance, which you can do as a diet company, what we're doing is giving people strategies, really simple to follow meal planning strategies that lets them figure out how to cook for themselves and for their kids so that they understand what, what macros or what, new, um, what the meal plans can be for the family so they get the right portions, still enjoy food, and still get results. The cost-effective nature of that by comparison to a personal trainer or a nutritionist um, and, and what you would have to do to cobble this together doesn't exist anywhere in the marketplace. It's actually a very difficult thing for me to articulate as efficiently as it is, but it's compelling. And that's what I'm so excited about this transaction is we're going to have access to over $400 million to finally tell that story efficiently with the help of Tom and, and Kevin Mayer. Great. Thank you. So the, uh, the current revenue mix was primarily North American um, with plans to expand internationally. Um, how does the fitness market compare internationally relative to the United States and North America? And what kind of went through that thought process to decide which countries to target first? Well, I'll, I'll take the beginning of that and I'll flip it to Sue. Um, but uh, just in terms of what markets and, and uh, how that might progress. Um, the, the first question, which is a little bit different because we're addressing the, the demand or the need and uh, meaning, for instance, the obesity rate. And the obesity rate worldwide is climbing, unfortunately. And there are some markets that over-index against uh, the U.S. and Canada, and some which are under, but all are climbing. The obesity epidemic and uh, the the epidemic of bad food choices or um, lethargy or inactivity and consuming just more entertainment, that is, it's a pandemic of its own, if you will. And uh, it's our job to go to markets where the need is greater where they might not have the same proliferation of gyms and certainly not of in-home fitness solutions and satisfy those markets. Um, but Western Europe and so on. Sue, why don't you take the uh, strategy in terms of international rollout? Sure. We've uh, got 10 markets on the roadmap and I think I went through them in the bridge, but you know, Derek, the TAM is significant, right? At 1.5 trillion. So there's a big opportunity, but I would say that the roadmap that we outlined uh, beginning with Germany, Mexico, Colombia, Italy, you know, Australia, etc. Um, as we thought about it, we structured it around markets where we knew that fitness was a big part of a culture. 
they might be following and aware of uh, cultural references to the US. And we looked at our um, content development team. We have 10 of those teams and they speak various languages. So as we know, it's important to understand the culture and also localize that con uh, co content in their native language. That was also an important consideration. The logistics around distribution, around treasury operations, um, all of those are something that we feel very comfortable executing on. Um, and so now it's just a matter of executing on the rollout, making sure that we have content, we always lead with content and then have the nutritional products to support that. And as I said, international opportunities for a mix have, have actually not been included in the plan. So right now the revenue projections are only the fitness and the nutritional. So to the extent that we can advance those projections and include a connected fitness offering internationally, that would be upside. Hey, I see there's actually another question just in the chat, Eric, real quick. I might take it on. Uh, there's a question around the other 35% in that pie chart and who owns it. Um, so it's a group of people, actually, that starts with angel investors that wouldn't surprise anyone that Carl bought on when he originally started the company. But also right now, people like LeBron and Arnold, they're in that group together with Rain, our private equity investor, um, as well as some other very high net worth individuals in Silicon Valley. You would know their names. I can't say any of them, um, but um, it's, a, it's a good shareholder base. Great, thank you. So we're, we're nearing time here. So um, we'd just like to give the panelists one last opportunity to add something um, and tell the audience before we leave. Tom, right. I'll let you go. All right. You know, I think that, that this has been a good discussion. The, um, this is a company that, that uh, we didn't talk about it that much. Carl and his team have done an amazing job, in my opinion, over the last four years of of pivoting the company and preparing it to take advantage of the trends that we see in the marketplace. Um, four years ago, they were, they were selling DVDs, they were selling their nutrition products. They've, they've brought people on, they've augmented the team, they've pivoted the company so that they've got this subscription base of, of, subscriber, of digital content subscribers. So 2.6 million, you've heard that number, in addition to the 400,000 subscribers they have on the nutritional side. Um, that's just the beginning uh, of, of this equation. And as they continue to build out and leverage their content library, both Beachbody and OpenFit, and now in Mix, they're gonna find additional opportunities to gain subscribers, to cross sell, and to find uh, adjacencies in both other aspects of health and wellness and other product lines. Um, so you're, you're really seeing, even though this company's been around 20 years, I see them at an inflection point that they've actually spent um, the last four or five years positioning themselves to take advantage of. And I commend them for the job they've done for that. And I, I see tremendous opportunity for this company for years ahead. And that's why we're excited to be a part of the equation. And um, I know there were a bunch of questions about um, when will this close? It, it will be under the BODY symbol after it closes. Um, well, our best guess right now is mid-June. Um, we're on track for that. We've got to get through the, the, all the process. Um, and um, you'll continue to hear more about this company. And, and um, we appreciate your time. And uh, Carl, I'm looking forward to the years ahead. Yeah, well, thank you, Tom. And, you know, honestly, uh, for my career uh, to get the validation and stamp of approval from uh, a guy who helped run Disney and grow it to these record uh, this record critical mass in the entertainment field and for him and Kevin Mayer to recognize the value of the catalog intrinsically and the uh, incredible retention that we've got of loyal customers who literally, you know, make celebrities out of these trainers that we meet. Um, you know, Tony Horton was living in a two bedroom apartment when we met him and uh, the guy's a legend now. And, uh, you know, I, every once in a while, I've been sort of checking over to the side. I'll give you guys a sneak peek. I've got a program in development right now uh, called 645. It's public information. We've told people. But uh, so like I get to watch the future unfold uh, six days a week, 45 minutes a day. That's going to come out this summer. Um, and by the way, I know what's coming out over the course of the next 18 months. And it's some of the mind blowing, 
most exciting breakthroughs that I've been a part of in my career. And uh, I'm just excited now for the first time for more people in the public market to share in what I think is going to be an explosion in in in-home fitness. And it's my intention to work my ass off to make sure we make good on the promise of making the home the healthiest place in your life, not the gym. It's got to be there where the kids are, where the family is, and the community comes together virtually to help each other be healthy. Not achieved by masks, not achieved by your relationship with the doctor, but achieved by the relationship with yourself and your consistency. That's our job. And I'm blown away by the enthusiasm and passion of our community to be on board with that. When I talk to our coaches and our customers, they're the leaders. They are the tip of the spear that make this real. And I'm excited to be the guy at the top who gets to be on calls like this and see the recognition of the marketplace of this opportunity. So um, I'm going to work tirelessly to make good on that. And that's why I'm not taking a share off the table because uh, I I do want to see this thing achieve what we've done in this great little billion dollar Petri dish. We now need to add a couple zeros to that. And uh, I appreciate everybody's time. Thank you. Thanks very much. Thank you all for joining us today. Uh, Thank you to the panelists and thank you to the audience for all the engagement and the questions. And we will see you next time. Thank you. Thanks, Eric. Carl, I think you just got your review with all these questions.